Hello, mortgage fans. So we're back for another mortgage update. And uh, this week I have a guest with me, Miss Bethany Smith. How are you? Very well, thank you. And how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very sunny where you are. It is, yes. It makes a change for England, doesn't it? (laughs) Always sunny in Kent, I suspect. Um, Cool. Well, sort of like that, uh, fully enough, uh, sort of on on sort of cue with Beth, she's very much the ray of sunshine in our life. It's always sort of nice to talk to you because you're so upbeat, which is so rare for any financial advisor, particularly mortgage brokers. That's always lovely to chat to you. So um, what we're going to do today is going to talk through um, a couple of things, really. Firstly, I mean, the main thing is really we're going to focus on if you're coming to get a mortgage and you're paid via commission, we're going to break that down in a lot of detail. So to illustrate it, Beth's going to talk through a case study of a recent client she helped, and then we're going to talk through the most commonly asked questions in this area. Um, but before we get into that, I thought it'd be nice to sort of Beth just sort of introduce herself a little bit. So I'll throw it over to you, Beth. Um, why don't you talk us a little bit about your background, um, you know, your time with us, and then uh, we'll get into those other bits we mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for myself, my my entire full time career actually has been in mortgages and with Rose Capital, coincidentally. Um, <laughs> I've been here for, gosh, coming up to six years. Um, the first two of that I was case managing. So doing sort of the back office side of things um, and then got the qualifications to to broke. I've been doing that for coming up to four years. Um, so that's that's pretty much sort of me really um, it, it is just mortgages um, that is that is all that I know but I know them very very well I suppose you could say well, if you know one thing know it well Beth and you exactly, certainly do exactly and a lady that. after my own heart as well I do the same thing you know I, I, I started in the bank I was opening current accounts for little old ladies is what I started off and then sort of worked my way up and I, I've done weirdly we're one of those industries where it really works because you sort of yeah. get the ends it's so technical and to come through that route I just think pays dividends in the long run so that is, I think, a really, really useful background. So thank you. So that takes us nicely to your case study then. Um, so why don't you talk us through that in a bit of detail and um, we can explore that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, fairly recently, I've had a client who is an estate agent and obviously estate agents are very heavily um, commission based. So his basic was along the lines of about 20,000. But okay. the commission, the figure that that it would have annualised out at was around sort of the 50, 60,000 mark. So Obviously, you need a lender that's going to consider that because that is a really hefty portion of of Mm. his income. Um, And it wasn't sort of a a small deposit, anything like that, a big deposit, I should say, sorry. So he was a first time buyer and they had a 10% deposit. So the loan to value brackets, you can still get a mortgage even if you don't have a massive deposit. I think that's quite an important thing to to note. but yes, yeah, so the, the way that it worked, we ended up placing the case with Halifax. So sort of high street lending, really good rate. You got a 1.79% two year fixed. And that was sort of what was best circumstance wise. Um, and yeah, no, it's, that's, that's sort of how it worked. Um, the lender used the average of his three months pay slips and, and as I say, annualised that figure up, um, which worked quite nicely because he had one, one fairly recent, very, very good pay <laughs> slip. So, so he was pleased with that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's sort of how it works. So yeah, sort of standard high street lending. You don't have to do anything too weird and wonderful. It, it is it is quite straightforward. I think again, you, your humility is is overwhelming here, Beth. Because <laughs> I think there's there's a lot of things you've mentioned just from my own experience, which I think people may not even be aware of as, as challenges. So, for example, you know, do all banks include commission if it's higher than their basic? You know, is that a common approach? 
So it will vary from lender to lender. So obviously there's there's hundreds of different lenders out there and fun for us, every lender has different criteria. So, so that's why you need to know it all pretty much. Um, so some will say that, let's say for this client, let's say you've got 50,000 of commission, but you've got 20,000 basic, they will cap your commission figure at the same as what your basic is. So basically totaling your income at 40,000 in that instance. Um, obviously that lender, unless you're taking a smaller mortgage or comparative obviously to what you're doing that wouldn't be appropriate for this client because the, the lending just isn't sufficient to get there whereas other lenders will look at um sort of going over that figure they'll take 100 of the commission 100 of the basic and they'll work their normal income multiples to it be it four and a half five five and a half whatever the case may be um but then other other lenders will also take the basic. They'll say, OK, we won't cap your commission, but we will use it as a figure of 60 percent of the commission. So we'll take a 40 percent haircut off to allow for any fluctuations. So I suppose, yeah, in that sense, there is a lot more to it. And it's easy when you know how to guess. But, um, it's, it, yeah. it is, and I think it's um, it's one of those things when you do things as you know, our job is to make things simple. That is literally yeah. what, what a client's pay is to do. And then sometimes I think, you know, life isn't simple. And I think you've explained that extremely well there in how banks treat commission. You know, some some will cap the level of commission at your basic salary. Some will only take 50 or 60% of the commission. And in either of those scenarios, I'm guessing your client in this instance would only borrow, I mean, I've done the mental arithmetic, they'd borrow yeah, about it just half. wouldn't stack up. It's not, it's yeah. not a small amount, it's about half, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. So you you really would need to to max the mortgage. So in this case, Halifax don't have the cap on over the basic, which I think is actually quite a new thing for Halifax. I think previously they used to. So criteria does change as well. Um, so they they'll take a hefty chunk of the commission and they won't cap him at the basic. So that meant that we could um, we could sort of stretch to where we needed to definitely. Yeah, and again, another point you touched on yourself really well there is these things are fluid, you know, because that's a recent change for Halifax. So what's true today may not be true in three, six mm. months time. And that's what keeps us on our toes. Yeah, absolutely. Changes. And also we're coming out of COVID now as well. And, you know, go back even 18 months ago, you know, a lot of banks weren't taking any commission Anything. or yeah. bonus. They were ignoring it. So you can have your your client there where they say, look, I'm earning £50,000 a year in commission and the bank goes, no, thank you. You know, so there are some yeah. banks that are still doing that. I mean, to a lesser degree. So that sort of shows you how things are just so fluid. And you know, we mentioned that a lender in this case study is right to do so. But you know, it just means in time, not necessarily that bank is going to be the right one going forward. Mm. And if you're interested, um, I actually weirdly I was doing something different, Beth, and I was counting up how many lenders are in the UK. You know how boring I am. I got to see <laughs> 150 and gave up. <laughs> I was just going really bored. If anyone's interested, they are listed on the FCA website, and I was just doing some mental. So it's about 250 if you're interested. Um, but anyway, so, so I think I think that's a fantastic explanation of something on paper that looks so simple. You know, a client will come to you like I earn 70, 80 thousand pounds a year on a mortgage, but banks don't view you as earning that. They split down not just your basic, the frequency, the split, the percentages, and you might end up only with a fraction of what your actual income is mm. when it comes to get a mortgage. And I think that's really the point we're trying to drive home here. So I've illustrated that fantastically. So I think that leads us very nicely onto sort of the most commonly asked questions in this area. Yeah. So I think we, we touched on some of these things, but if we can sort of do this in a way that we can sort of take some sort of bite-sized things to take away for clients, perhaps. So the first question is, does does commission count as an income for mortgage? Well, we sort of touched on that, but should we expand on that a little bit specific in relation to a basic salary? Yeah, absolutely. So commission does indeed obviously count, as we've sort of discussed there, as, as income. Um, 
for a lot of lenders, it will depend, it will be dependent on what your basic salary is. So if you're somebody who has a very low basic salary and um, but very high commission, so like the case study just given, um, you would need to go to a lender that's not going to cap you, as we've said. Um, whereas somebody who has, let's say, a 50,000 basic and then they get a 30,000 load of commission on top of that, you're not going to have a problem necessarily because you're well under that threshold um, and, and the figures will stack up. So it's it's basically putting the puzzle pieces together and, and making sure that we can make it work. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, completely agree. So it does completely count as income, but that relationship around basic salary is just a really big one, just, just to understand. Yeah. Um, second question is, do banks take commission into account for a mortgage, which is more or less the same question, um, but I think that's a good opportunity to talk about frequency. Of commission because not everyone obviously yeah. in your example a lot of sales like we talked about an estate agent here but typically sales roles will have sort of monthly commission but that isn't always the case um yeah. you know how does that work if there's a different frequency of commission and what's your experience there yep so let's say you get quarterly commission payouts for example that's that's quite frequent um a lot of lenders will say okay well we want to see the last three um three quarters worth of pay slips and then they will divide that by three times by four um, to, to give you your annual figure. It is a little weird. Uh, I must admit that they don't use the years. That does always <laughs> throw me out, but it, it is what it is. Um, so a lot of the time, if it's quarterly, it's it's the latest three. Some will do a year's worth, um, but for the most part, it's three. Um, annual commission, um, that will be sort of treated similar to how a bonus would. So we'd want to see a, a couple of years track record of that, ideally. Um, there are some lenders. So let's say you've started a new job and you've only got one year's worth of track record. Some lenders, few and far between, um, will consider just your latest years and they won't need a two-year track record. Some will need to see, let's say, a two-year track record, but they'll take the latest year's figures. So if you started a job um, sort of 18 months ago and your first commission pay slip is, is a half commission because you've not been there the length of time, that lender might be best for you because they'll say you've got the two-year track record we will use the latest which ideally would be the higher figure um and then yeah i mean sporadic payment so i mean for sales roles as well it's not always guaranteed that you're necessarily going to get the payment um so let's say we're working off of a, a three month average for example if it is a monthly but you've only had a payout for two of those months there are some lenders that will look at the three months um, and then annualise that, but it just means that your average will be dragged down because you've got a zero month. Whereas other lenders will say, you have had a zero month within our criteria point, we will not consider any of this income. So it's there are a sort of a lot of variables to it. And I suppose that's why you should speak to me because I know <laughs> all of the variables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've, you've illustrated that beautifully, to be honest. And I think that particularly on the frequency, and that's why I touched on that point, it's so important you know, because I've had clients in, in the years where maybe like they'll have 10 months of really consistent commission. Their most recent month is a dip for whatever reason. And there yeah. are certain banks, if that most recent month is below the average, they only take the recent figure. And they'll yeah. average on that yeah. recent one. Or as you say, if there's no, they won't include any. There's just so many hidden obstacles yeah. here where you think it's simple. Yeah. And even with, I mean, NatWest are a really good example. I mean, their criteria as it stands at the moment for commission specifically, they are varied even with their own criteria. So they give you options. They can say, OK, well, we can work off of the latest three pay slips, but we also want to see your latest P60 to back that figure up because obviously three months is short term. Or they say we can take your latest six months pay slips and then we don't need the P60. So 
you can almost manipulate the figures isn't right because obviously it's, it's your income it is what it is but you can sometimes work out okay this way would give us more more of a borrowing level and it fully fits within the criteria so it's so when we request documents or when i request documents if it's a commission client it looks like i'm asking for your inside leg measurements because i'm like i need this 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 and this but it's because it is so so varied how a lender will assess it and without the full picture it's really hard to work out how to get the level of borrowing that you need perfect yeah i completely agree and I, the, I, the word i tend to use is how you present a case you know it's our job to present a bank yeah. that's within their criteria that gets the client their objective so what we've talked about a lot is, is typically if you're moving you might want to max out i mean just to stress if you're refinancing and only looking to borrow a small amount none of this may even apply it might yeah. be really straightforward but the, i mean the two most common questions i've ever been asked in my career is how much can i borrow and how much is it going to cost and then if someone comes to you with commission and goes oh how much can i borrow well the answer is it depends and <laughs> depends yeah. on a lot of variables so i think you're right and i think again you've illustrated it fantastically that the best thing to do is speak to a broker give us information we need and let us deal with it and we can answer those questions and just come back to you do our research okay look, you can borrow x it's going to cost y because that's ultimately what anyone ever really cares about in my humble experience <laughs> um so i think i think there's um there was one more question there but i think we've answered that through conversation so i'm i'm, I'm really really happy with the depth we've gone on to on that so um unless there's anything you'd like to add on this topic beth or are you sort of all commissioned out at this stage <laughs> i think i think that's i mean i'll probably think of something at lunchtime and go well, i should have said that but for the moment yeah i think i think that's everything perfect no I, th I think we've got into a lot of detail which is fantastic so um yeah i mean beth touched on it directly I'll, I'll repeat it i think you know if you are in this area you might think it's simple it's not this is where brokers earn their weight in gold so we'd love to help you please get in contact and we hope you found this information useful and catch up with you next time.